I know. Happenstance. I mean, I feel like of all the people, like you would have the best chance just occupationally. Like you're going to women who are spending money on you. I just have a hard time like bringing it up. Oh, really? I'm so like dependent, making my own money, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you ever like... Um, I know Hollywood's like that. The guy that I look up to. Yeah. He's never had a sugar mama because he's always been the business owner and stuff and... I think there's also just, like, this a bit of insecurity, like, with men, like, being supported by women and stuff, like, becoming financially dependent or also, like, making less money than their female, their partners. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking when I was at this girl's house and, Mm -hmm. like, her shit was a step above mine, everything, Uh you know? Um, like, I had the brand new SUV, same color and everything, but hers Uh was, like, the... The Lexus and mine was Hyundai, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, you know, I could have bought the I could have bought the Lexus, you know what I'm saying? I gotta get, yeah. I, I have the means to do all that, but I got zero percent interest on this thing, and like, yeah, I mean it's like I'm I'm just there's this digit, weird thing because it's kind of guy, you know? Yeah, there's the like numbers. this weird thing because it's like it's not that important, like if you're like logical about it, you know? But it's also like there's this like societal thing that's just like drilled into you, like I need to make more than her, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah you know it, girl. Yeah. <laughs> But it's crazy, you know, like, I mean, sugar mamas exist and I mean, you kind of, I think the people who do it, like, I'm, I think sugar mamas tend to be a little bit more self-aware about it, but like real sugar daddies, like don't, a lot of times don't even realize that they're doing what they're doing. They're just like, oh, she needs a thousand dollars right now. Let me just give it to her. Yeah. But sugar mama knows what's up. Sugar mamas tend to know. They tend to be like, so we're going to be in this situation and this is what I need. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're very, they're they're very known. Because it's like such a, it's such like, you know, turning gender norms on its head, you know, like that women are super conscious of that. Men are super conscious of it too. Like that it, because it just completely goes against, you know, everything that we're taught. Yeah. That people are like, okay, well this is what's going on. (laughs) Exactly. But versus for men, it's like, oh, well you know, if you care about a woman, then you have to spend money on her and you need to, you know, whatever, whatever. So, you know, it's like, it's expected of men. Yeah. It's like you treat her, you take her to the date, you buy her this nice dress and you buy her her bag or whatever bullshit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm clearly... (laughs) All that. (laughs) You're on top of all that, huh? (laughs) I mean, it's like, I, I am... So we talked about this off mic, but like I'm a poly person and like my vibe is like, especially if whenever I'm dating women, like I like to be the provider and stuff. Like even, even that's like male partners too. Like I like to like take people out. I like to pay for things. I feel really weird whenever a man pays for me. Like it's just like makes me very uncomfortable <laughs> as really? much as like, yeah, sometimes I'll accept it, but it makes me feel uncomfortable. Like, it depends on the person and, like... The offer is usually what means the most, you know? Yeah, or... But, I mean, I think also with, like, you know, um, dating, like, some of my male counter... Like, my male partners, it's, like, they are societally, like, they're just kind of already... They already expect that that's how it's going to go and stuff. So, like, they already, like, reach for their card before, you know, anything is even talked about. Yeah. So, it's, like... (laughs) So, it's, like, I don't even have, like, that moment of, like, hey, like, hey, like, wait, like... Yeah. I'll take it. Like, yeah. you know, I'm fine. I can handle this. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But there you go. There you go. There you go. Anyway, guys, hey. uh, welcome to this episode of Home in the Know, a podcast about sex work by sex workers for sex workers. I'm Slob on my knob, Selena, <laughs> joined today by male stripper Billy Rock. Hey, hey, how's it going? Pretty good. 
Glad to be back. Glad to be back. So much time has passed. I know. It's like a whole different universe. Jeez. (laughs) Every week, we begin with a segment we call Historical Hoes. And this week's historical hoe is Gabri Sidibe. You would probably know from Precious. So I got my information from an article in NPR called Actress Gabri Sidibe on Anxiety, Phone Sex, and Life After Precious. Uh, an article from decrimnow.org, Honor Black Sex Workers. A HuffPost article, um, Gabri Sidibe, Racism Phone Sex Operator. I think there's probably more to that title. I'm just looking at the URLs. And then one from Glamour. Um, and it's phone Gabri Sidibe, phone sex operator. This is just my face excerpt. Um, yeah, so I will be posting all of those links in the bio. So, you know Gabri from Precious, American Horror Story, Empire, and other notable roles. But did you know that she worked as a phone sex operator for three years. Sex work. So she grew up in Brooklyn. Her mother was from the South and her father immigrated from Senegal. Her mother decided to marry her father as a favor. They had been friends and he needed help getting his green card. A year after they married, he took her to Senegal, uh, Gabri's mother, to meet his family. And that's where they fell in love and decided to become a family. But the cultural differences were difficult to overcome. Her father had American children and an American family that was vastly different from him culturally. Eventually, it came to light that her father had a secret family in Senegal. Polygamy was culturally normal there, um, definitely not in the United States, so Gabri's parents divorced. Her mother became a subway singer, and Gabri would accompany her mother into the subway while she worked doing her homework. Before Gabri got her big break playing the iconic role of Precious, she worked as a phone sex operator for three years. She began when she was 21 and needed a job. She wasn't qualified for most things because she lacked experience, job experience, as they say. Catch 22, you need experience to get more experience. Fuck that. So anyway, so she decided to take up phone sex after she saw an ad for, quote, phone actresses. She expected a dungeon-like setup, but instead found a very normal office with cubicles and people with their little headsets and all that and pictures of, you know, employees of the month. It was totally normal, as these things tend to be. Anyway, the um, phone sex um, company that she worked for trained her and gave her tips on how to maximize her time. She gives an example in an interview from Glamour. Quote, For instance, if the caller says, are you wearing something sexy? The answer is yes. We learned that phone sex isn't about getting the caller off. It's about stalling so you can make money. A good talker makes the caller forget he's paying to talk to you. She makes her answers as long as possible to keep the money rolling in. So are you wearing something sexy? Oh my God, I am. It's too new. I went shopping or I went on a shopping spree with my roomie. We're like the same size in panties, but my boobs are bigger than hers. So I borrowed her bra and stretched it out. So we went shopping for more bras and I saw this super cute lazy teddy. It's red with black bows on the bottom and these straps that hook into my panties. My butt looks like a heart when I bend over. 
the seat of the panties is mesh and so you can see it through it so yeah I'm wearing a silk robe over my teddy because I just had a visitor my weird neighbor asked to borrow milk really milk he's like obsessed with me what are you wearing if that guy's not already coming or whatever, he might want to know more about that roommate. He might want to know more about those panties, maybe even that weird neighbor. If the caller is freaky, he might want to know more about that milk. The name of the game with phone sex is to keep the caller on the line for as long as possible. You rope them in with your engaging personality and give them enough of what they want to keep them on the line. Another quote from her. The company wouldn't hire you if you had no ability to make your voice white, because that's who the men on the phone wanted to talk to. The company was run by 95% plus-size black women. It's so interesting that we were all plus-sized and these men would not normally be into us, but, you know, if they had a fetish or whatever. So it's very strange to go from undesirable into the office, you clock in and they say, I love you so much, I call you every day. You think you're talking to Megan Fox, but you're talking to Precious. And look how dope and fierce and amazing and smart and genius we are to fool you into thinking that we're the opposite. Pretty dope. And also, I didn't even know about that statistic. I mean, I wonder... I should definitely look this up. Otherwise, I'll have another corrections mansion. Anyway, uh, Gabri credits the experience in helping her better her acting abilities. Callers would request Latina, Asian, or black women, and the workers would change their voices to reflect those preferences. The black calls were the most difficult for Gabri because, quote, she didn't sound black enough. So the customers would pressure her to use uh, AAVE, African-American vernacular English, for those who don't know that, and sometimes quiz her to see if she was actually black by asking, for example, if she liked watermelon. She worked a shift from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. and found that the majority of callers were soldiers in Afghanistan looking for someone to talk to who they didn't have to take care of. She used the money to support herself and help her mother with rent and worked that job until she landed Precious. Now, she has mixed feelings about her experience that kind of seem a little bit rooted in a little horophobia, but you know what? Everybody's entitled to their experience. And anyway, she's had a quite remarkable success story from sex worker to internationally acclaimed movie star. And that's a tiny tidbit within the remarkable life of Gabri Sidibe, this week's historical ho. So you have been uh, changing to fit the times because we're in quarantine. Yes, yep, absolutely. <laughs> and you can't typically do your in-person shows. I mean, have you been able to at all? Um, or have personally, you been I haven't to? done any since March 14th. That was my last date that I worked. Uh, I have booked, uh, and this is legal, by the way, yeah. I have booked, you know, females to go do shows, but mm-hmm. um, it's like small groups, you know, yeah. we, we can't have anything more than 10, Yeah. you know, so it's gotta be less than 10. Yeah. Um, personally, I... I miss doing the shows big time in person. Right, for real. <laughs> yeah, it's so much different. I know. But um, I'm glad that, you know, we're, we're figuring things out and we're going to go with the curve, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like right now, when you go to the website, <clears throat> you start scrolling. It doesn't matter what page you are. It, you're going to get a pop-up. It's going to be a light, a light box and it's going to be like, 
you know, it's going to have an inviting invitation so that you can check out, you know, our virtual online strippers. And uh, basically, it just says that, you know, times have changed and so have we. Let's go. Let's ride together. <laughs> you still want strippers. We still want to strip for you. Yes. Everybody loves strippers. Yeah, for sure. Everybody loves strippers. So the you've world been doing strippers. I, I think so. Yeah. So you've been doing like kind of Zoom shows or how have you hosted these? Yeah. So we've been doing them on Zoom and, um, Basically, what I do is I start up the chat ahead of time. So uh, I'm paying for the premium version. We have girls that like to like draw, and I don't know what else they do on there. They do a bunch of shit. <laughs> but I get like, it set I'm up. legally not allowed to disclose exactly what goes <laughs> on in these hey, shows. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so I get them all set up, maybe mm-hmm. a couple hours in advance. You know, they got the mm-hmm. they got the room ID number. So do they have like? Do they just shoot it on their phones or? Um, uh, so webcam? it depends on what the dancer has. Um, me personally, I have different setups. So I have a webcam that I can use. I can move around with my laptop. Yeah. Or I have my desktop, and I can you know move around the the tripod uh, mm-hmm. camera, or I can shoot it on my phone. Yeah. Um, the web camera is not nearly as good as my phone's camera, even mm-hmm. though it's like one of the better ones that they had. Because um, I at one point remember when I told you I hurt my back. Yeah, uh, yeah. Last time. Um, well, you know, I I had to think of other ways to make money. So I had to reach out to some, um, like webcamming, uh, companies yeah. and uh, I did it briefly only for four hours and I was not very comfortable with it because it uh-huh. was very like sexual and I don't want to be, you know, naked on camera. It's just not really my thing. Fair you enough. Know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it didn't really work out. So I had that web camera, you know, so that's what I'm kind of like using now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not sure if there's any well, if there's any better models out yet, but um, it's been like four years, so I'm pretty sure they've come out with something that's yeah. a closer. These phones are really good right now. You yeah, know? phones are really good right now. It's like I, I, um, I think my webcam that I use is like from four years ago, back whenever I was camming for a second, and it was like I look at the quality now, and it's so pixelated compared yeah. to like your phone. So yeah, it's absolutely. Just, so it's kind of frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I want to take that back a little bit. Like, wasn't that was necessarily 100 uncomfortable? With it. it was the demands that the guys were saying, and it was like it was like a predominantly male audience. Yeah, and I'm used to dancing for women. And yeah, I have no like homophobic or anything like that. Like, I'm super cool with LGBT. Like, rock on, you guys. You know, rock on. Uh, but um, <laughs> but you know, it's just like whatever you guys do, that's cool. But like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not my thing. You yeah, know what I'm saying so. Um, I. I just, I didn't feel like I was in my spot, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was just like, I'm like, well, you want me to put a what up my ass? Like, <laughs> nothing goes up my ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I totally oh. feel that. No, it's so. like, same for, um, you know, for female cameras, like, I cannot tell you how many times somebody asked me to put something in my ass, like, just, it was like, everything was like, anal, 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 and I'm like, I am personally not gonna do that, like, that involves too much preparation i'm not that into anal like personally like on a personal level like i'm not gonna and like you're not paying me enough for me to like do this to right. be real you know it's uncomfortable to imagine <laughs> right hmm? it's probably not very comfortable it's not i mean it's like for me like i'm really neutral about like performing whatever sex acts like i'm i'm like fine like i don't mind like camming, like I never had a problem with like people seeing me do whatever on camera exactly, but it was just, I want to be compensated, you know, for anything. And like doing anal, like on camera, like I knew I was not going to get compensated as much as I, you know, 
should be for that kind of thing. Right. Like, even right. if it's just me alone putting a butt plug in, I'm just like. Well, and then the video is there forever too, and they can share it. And yeah, you're not yeah, getting spy bots are in there that. for sure, exactly, and you're not getting residuals. Yeah, and that's like the biggest thing is like that the porn industry just does not like monitor its videos and like distribution enough that like the creators are getting proper residual pay. Yeah, and like exactly. you know you're getting like a hundred thousand to a million views for something and not getting paid a dime. Yep. And it's like you should at least be getting a fucking dime every yeah, exactly. <laughs> for every one of those. Like, that, come on. That's why, you know, I think if you get into porn these days, it's best to just do it with your partner or something. And Only fans it. Yeah. And yeah. you guys put it, you know, all yourself. You put on Pornhub, but you have a, an account so you get mm-hmm. residuals from everything. You know totally. I mean? Yeah. And like some of the best ones, like, uh, like Johnny Sins. He does stuff with, with a person who seems to be his partner. Like, they do a ton of videos together. But, like, it's really sweet. And I, like, see that it's them producing it. There's not a crew around them. They just switch from, like, a couple angles for the shots. And I, I don't know who edits it. But, like, it seems like they're just, like, making their own money off of it. And that, like, that makes the most sense. Because, yeah. like, I mean, for too long, the porn industry has, like, profited off of people without you know creating any protections or making sure that people like see you know how far their work is going yeah, hand over fist on that mm-hmm. they were straight taking advantage of people i won't mention the name but I do have a friend who's you know a male dancer he's not working anymore but he was in the porn industry mm-hmm. you know, in the gay porn industry and supposedly straight and stuff you know but yeah i know it really did some some mental damage to him and um he won't ever get that back you know what i'm saying and then mm-hmm. he doesn't get residuals from it because he did it all classic before mm-hmm. you know he doesn't have his own anything you know his own stuff built up yeah and he's not interested in it i mean the thing is like what what he went through or whatever that's i mean that's what he tells me you know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, i mean it's unfortunate i mean in a way like porn is like a really useful industry because it's like a way to like kind of quickly build up a following like if you want to have a fan base really quickly like you can kind of do that with porn and like you know um leverage your cloud that you create there for like other projects or to like become like a thing that like directly monetizes you and I think that some of the most porn like successful porn stars do that like they go like do mainstream stuff for a little while but then like they're really just great at social media and they like you know use their personality and also they're like broader savvy and then switch on to private channels yeah absolutely i have a friend <clears throat> he's uh he's more open about this stuff he's uh name's andy and he films for his girlfriend uh, i'm not sure if he's okay with me saying his girlfriend's name but she's a famous porn star and oh, cool. uh well i mean made- if well you could drop her like porn star name and also Brittany Amber. Brittany Amber. Okay. Brittany Amber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's on Instagram. Brittany underscore Amber. She got 1.2 million. She was in the porn industry, you know, big time. And uh, this is my buddy, and he met her, uh, and she she was one of his favorites. Mm-hmm. You know, he always like loved her solos and stuff. Oh, and I, that's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so when he got his ticket to the LVN Awards, right? Is that what it's called? Right? AVN. A- AVN. Mm-hmm. AVN Awards. Uh, he was able to to meet her firsthand. And they uh, they hit it off, and um, now all they do is um, they have sex with each other, and he films it POV, and That's so he, sweet. he edits it, and uh, 
It's like such a beautiful love story. Yeah, it is, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's so precious. Yeah, they got a little deal they worked out where he gets a certain percentage and he does all the legwork and just tells Mm. her what's on the agenda for the day. I kind of love those stories. I love like whenever like a fan like kind of becomes like your partner and stuff. Like it's kind of, it's hot. I mean, holla. Yeah. Uh, I, I like it too. And I was yeah. like, "Oh, that's cool, man! Yeah, Proud, right? Happy for you." Yeah. And he's always been like in porn, and when he was a kid, he always like thought about like directing porn and mm-hmm. shit. So now he's like doing the modern version of it, and it's yeah. awesome because he's ahead of the curve on it. Because this is the future. The social media is the future. Yeah, social media is the future, and like porn stars being able to like create their own content is that's the future. future. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, like, what is porn at its core? It's just you know. People with a camera, you know, fucking That's on right. camera. Yeah, and just getting getting down. Getting down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> getting down with the best, huh? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I want to kind of get back into talking about your profession, which is male stripping. And you have, like, given me so many amazing stories so far. But I just want to kind of ask, so, like... You know, women are afraid of men, <laughs> like of most of the time, you know, um, and you're coming in and, you know, you are like a man who's like providing a sexual service. I mean, like, you know, stimulation, like not perhaps physical, but like, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, this guy's hot. Like he's coming into my house. How do you create like a sense of like trust with them? That trust and comfort. So, um at first, I'm usually role-playing. Uh, most of the time, it'll be a cop. Mm-hmm. So they actually don't trust me at first. They're, uh-huh. like, very against me, you know, because uh-huh. I'm, like, this rude-ass LAPD <laughs> kicking down the... Not kicking down the door, but, you know, I'm aggressive. Yeah, you know? I mean, you're, like, you know, going into their party, and they're trying to have a good time and yeah. probably up to some debauched shit, so yes. they don't want a cop there. Yeah, check the YouTube. You can see actual videos of it going down. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I put it, the phone in my pocket, and it looks like it's a body cam. Oh. And um, I, I have a full-on LAPD, like, uniform, like, legitimate, you know, with a blank gun. So it's a gun, but it does not have a firing piston mm-hmm. in it. So, um, you know, you technically can't shoot it, but it, mm-hmm. it's a fucking gun it's a fucking gun yeah, yeah. and um yeah it, it's it's uh it's crazy because i go in there and i i cause a little storm and um you know it's like hey ladies you know i really don't want to give you guys a ticket but you know you guys are you guys are noisy it's past 10 o'clock or whatever time i'm there i can yeah. sometimes make some bullshit up like yeah you guys know no the noise ordinance around here is like nine o'clock you know if it's an yeah. early one and they're like what i'm like yeah you can check in your airbnb agreement because it's usually that and yeah. I like make them pull it out their phone and shit and I'm like okay do you have an ID and then I match it up with it well I'm looking like I'm matching it up and everything and mm-hmm. um, you know, I give them a hard time about it and, <laughs> and like, you know I might have to shut it down well hey you know don't make me come back okay because if uh-huh. I have to come back I'm going to write you guys a citation and I'm not playing around you know mm-hmm. and then uh, like somebody mouths off I'll be like okay alright I'm coming back I'm going to go get my citation book and I'll be right back or I'll just be like okay thank you ladies have a good night Either way, it all goes down the same in the end. Because I walk out the door, and I grab my speaker, grab my lights, my backpack, everything, and I run back in. And I'm like, ah, oh, I lied. I came here to party. <laughs> yeah, baby. Hey. Get out the champagne, girl. You came here to party. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shout it. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, you know, I'll bust in like that. And then that, at that point, you know, you just show them personality. Mm-hmm. You, um... You showed them like, like almost like you made them feel comfortable in a way because you, you, women like they like to laugh, 
you know? Yeah. So once you do that, everyone's laughing. You go around, kind of give everyone a hug, introduce Aww. yourself. You know, like I'm really respectful like when I introduce myself. So yeah, I won't like, you know, unless it's like an old lady, I'll grab her ass or like her tits. But if it's a girl that's really hot, I'll usually just grab her hand at first and be like, nice to meet you or like a quick little hug. In. Because then it's like, yeah, if I grab her ass or something, it's like, okay, you know, he's like trying to get that, you know. Yeah, trying to cop a feel and like yeah, she's probably like, like guy. It, it could get taken a bunch of different ways. It could be like, yeah. all right, hey, what's up? You know, yeah. give me that number. Or it could also be like, you know, this motherfucker sex, yeah. <laughs> sex like, you know, sexual, yeah. or sexual assault or something. You know? Yeah, yeah. It could go either way. You never know. So um, I used to save that for the old ladies. And uh, oh. everyone digs that. You know what I'm everyone digs that. Like tias, tias yeah, are like, oh, yeah. rico. oh, rico, bueno. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, bueno, got the grande chorizo oh. con huevos, baby. <laughs> Speak to the people. Hey, hey you know. Hey. Oh man, and um, that's that's usually how I establish like a trust barrier, and mm-hmm. then uh, I get to, like I ask everyone their name, and like you know, like ask them like you know how they're doing like are they enjoying their time and stuff like that yeah and then i um will like you know like once i make everyone feel comfortable i have a drink with everyone like everyone take a shot you know that that usually like sets more comfort in yeah and then um, you're not a cop if you're taking a shot type vibe exactly (laughs) exactly and then uh you know throw the music on and i always come out something sensual like so my favorite is like lately has been ride by somo so i just come out to that and I'm just very lyrical, very like into it, you know, very like just body rolling and just like on, on beat, on tone, you know. Yeah, just yeah. Super into it, you know. And and how do you like? So women are not conditioned to know how to tip or how to handle themselves in this situation with money. It's like, how do you get them to know? Like, okay, like you like this, like this is how you're a good patron. Like this is how you're not rude. Yeah. Well. It's it's tough, you know, because mm-hmm. it's you know the women look at it a little different, you know, yeah. and we don't make nearly as much money as any girls, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's okay because it's still more than somebody would make at a nine to five. Oh yeah, it's yeah. still like still way more than that. It's, it's just, still stripper money. <laughs> yeah, it's just not on the on the girls level, you know. Yeah. But which is why I run the business. That's mm-hmm. why I've always been the businessman. I always hustle on the side so I can try to make as much as them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, that's the that's the goal, you know. So. Yeah, of course. And eventually, can't do this anymore, you know, like keep hurting my back i mean how many more times can you hurt it you know what i'm saying so there's the time I, mean, on I, everything. I feel you like yeah. how many times can i hurt my knees like yes. my knees are thoroughly fucked up at this point so yeah, yeah. so you know what i'm talking about yeah i yeah. totally get it sports yeah. and sports injuries are like 100 percent part of this because it's like it's a sport in yes, a, it many ways yes it is <laughs> you know you gotta be uh come as an athlete yeah you do ready to rock you i see you guys have... on the pole you guys are amazing yeah yeah i mean you have to have that discipline you also have to like diet in a similar way to like athletes and like do your cuts and whatnot like yeah and then just keeping your body in condition yes you do absolutely so um so yeah that, that's that's how i usually make them feel comfort comfort and uh welcomed and um they usually and then with the money oh oh, sorry about the the money um yeah so i announce that i will be playing party games throughout the show before Mm -hmm. i get started and that i will have tips available Mm -hmm. you know like change Mm -hmm. so you can bring you know fives tens twenties etc so forth and Uh um you know i have plenty available and Uh uh, i also you know take venom because everybody would say a joke yeah about oh you take venmo like You're joking like, like, I actually, actually do, do and yeah. <laughs> you want to see yeah, it you, yeah <laughs> yeah like it's always a joke and it's like yeah no you're the it's joke like, I... <laughs> where's your venmo at player yeah exactly <laughs> so uh so yeah that's that's basically how i do that um how much do you kind of keep as your like little bank 
Uh, 200. 200. At least 200 yeah. in singles, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 200 is a fair number. And, uh, I mean, sometimes hit, sometimes miss, sometimes right in the middle. You mm-hmm. know, it all balance, kind of balances out in the yeah. end. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I really enjoy it, so it doesn't matter to me. I would probably end up doing this shit for free sometimes. Yeah. If, yeah, if it was like... You know, if I could have the choice, like for right now with everything going on, I would do it for like donations. I would do a show like once a month or something. You know? I really feel you. I yeah, mean... to donate towards COVID for sure because Aww. I miss it so much. You know, I miss yeah. dancing and I want to help people too. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know that's that's uh, how I kind of learned them about tipping. So and you've kind of been like, I mean, you've been coping with the, the COVID crisis and. You you strip full time, right? Yeah. Like it's your primary, mm-hmm. like it's your source of income. Yeah. But you own the company, so it's kind of like you also like get you know, um, like cuts of things for like yeah. setting up the gigs and and arranging yeah. everything. But when I got hurt and Yelp took us out, uh-huh. that was a huge turning point in my life. Yeah. Because I felt like I was completely broken, and I had no source of income, and it was just like all taken from me. So I still had my you know customers from over the years, and they usually until this would book you know i'd get like four or five bookings a week from them uh, mm-hmm. during the busy season so yeah. i still kept that and i still would make like close to 100 on each booking or like 80 on each booking as a agent so yeah you know, eight times like four you know nothing crazy but a little yeah. little bit no that's know, good just, you know a couple hundred bucks you know a few hundred bucks yeah um you know is better than making nothing at all. Well, I mean, it's like you're taking on this huge role as like your own business too. Like you're like thoroughly the businessman, like owning and operating and navigating all of this. Like, yeah. so you wear many hats. Like you're not just a performer, but you are like, you know, handling the numbers and everything. To bookings, to yeah. Disputes. The public, the social media aspects and rep- representation, yeah. doing your like broader, like, you know, publicity runs for yeah. publications and shit. Like, yeah. And I could do, and I could do better, you know, but, um, we could all do better. But you know I, mean, I mean, you're like one man. Yeah. One man. <laughs> it's a little tough and I don't have enough to pay other people to work. You know, it's, it's like, yeah. I got plenty of work for people to exactly, do, but I can't yeah. pay it. You know, that's, yeah, a, that's, yeah. a, that's the thing. Um, but at one time I did make pretty good money. I used to make like, like two, over two grand a week for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, that was back when, uh, you know, before Yelp went down. Oh yeah. That's really good though. Before I mean... my back was like hurting me and things were like popping, you know? Yeah. And then, um, now I'm starting to build back up though. You know what I mean? Like I redid my whole website. It's all super professional now, way better than it ever was. Um, I learned SEO way more than I ever knew. Like, uh, I got Google reviews now. I got like a hundred thirty oh, on there. For oh hell five yeah! Five stars and getting that going. And I that's already amazing. jumped on the virtual thing. I'm one of the first ones to jump on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. You know, um, I'm starting to rank for that. And um, I just I have a very well rounded mind on the business now. Um, so I can do you know everything from video editing to the graphic designing into the you know the website um, design to the coding. You know to you know everything in between and uh it's been a very long learning process and i damn have i not made the money that i should <laughs> should for the people for the amount of work i put in but you know what the shit will never leave me yeah i'll always have this knowledge and i can always make money like doing something on on the internet so like, yeah if my I mean, body gave out like i could always make money on the internet like you know like i know like marketing now and i know like re- content writing and you know i know how to like keep people entertained like i just gotta put my mind to it totally you know I, mean? I mean it's like you know, it's remarkable, like, how many things that you know how to do and skills that you've amassed, like, being in this industry. I think people underestimate, like, the amount of 
just skill building that this industry entails. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Especially when you're, you know, you're on the business side of things, you know, mm-hmm. you've got to learn a lot of stuff and it's like, I've impressed some family members that, you know, went to college and I mean, I went to college, I got an associates, but you mm-hmm. know, I'm talking, you know, master degrees and stuff, you know? And, yeah. um, you know, like I, they're, they're like really impressed with me. I got a brother-in-law, got a master's in business. He's like, mm-hmm. man, like, you know, a lot for just learning on your own. And I'm like, I feel like that's where most of the, the learning comes is when you, um, need to feed yourself mm-hmm. and you rely on no one else, not the government, not nobody. And like, you know, you, I've slept in my car before, you know, like yeah. when I was doing construction and stuff, like I, I had to sleep in my car at one point, like I was on those painkillers and life was not good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like I ate through my money. You yeah. Know, yeah. Because my, my back was hurting really bad. You know what I'm saying? Oh so, yeah. Yeah. So did you ever just, get workers comp or anything for that? You know, I never did. No, I, I didn't learn about that till after. Of course. I mean, it's after just, the, the statue. Of it's just so fucked. Like, you know, um, just the a lot of these jobs don't tell you like what you're entitled to or like how you're able to protect yourself or like, you know, be taken care of whenever shit goes down, you know, like yeah. that you that you have options like they yeah. don't even tell you. Absolutely. So you just right. kind of suffer through. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And um, it's sad, but, you know, uh, everything's coming more to light. So like the younger generations are knowing about all these little things because they have the internet Mm -hmm. so much more in their face than we did. So the internet is bad in a way, but it's also good in a way too, because it keeps us aware. Yeah. uh, I mean, I I love the internet. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, wait, how how old are you? You're like 28, 28. 28? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good guess. What are you? 26? I'm 27. Okay. Yeah. I'll be 28 this year. Yeah. When's your birthday? In October. Sweet. What day? (laughs) <laughs> it's the 25th 25th no yeah. way that's the day my uh my father actually passed away oh wow that, that could be like tragic i don't know <laughs> it's all right it's um it's when's your a, birthday it's been a while uh so his birthday's also on october 11th that's what i was asking i was like oh, i wonder if it's cool. one of those two days mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mine's uh february 14th oh okay wow valentine's day baby yeah yeah crazy right aquarius or something aquarius yeah oh yeah what, what is your sign i'm scorpio scorpio cool. yeah Nice. Not that it means anything. <laughs> I don't. It, I, I feel like I'm kind of bad at this. Like, um, like I'm so deep in the queer community, and everybody's like, "I need to know your birth time," <laughs> and I'm like, "I don't know. I always forget." And like, you can talk to my sister. Like, they know everything they're about all this. Up on the zodiac. Yeah, they're all up in that. <laughs> nice. Um. So, what gives you the most pleasure about your job? Like, what aspect of it would you say it's like, the money, the connections? The flexibility, um, just like the reach of it, the broader impact, like what, or, or is it just, you know, it could even be the physical aspect of dancing. Like they just really enjoy the dance part. Making people happy. Yeah. Flexibility and the impact. Mm-hmm. Those are the three. Yeah. 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 Um, making people happy is probably like the biggest one. I love seeing people like just taken away from their day to day, um, drama or you know whatever situation they're in because most of the people that I dance for you know they're um, they're not as well off financially yeah um, which you know I'm so thankful for them they support the small businesses you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying and um, you know they just need a break from their life sometimes and uh, I'm there to do that and I want to make sure I do a really good job mm-hmm. you know I've I've uh, always feel like i've gone above and beyond to make people happy uh, my worst part is like running late 
you know oh god that's always like so nerve-wracking <laughs> yeah that's my that's like my worst part mm-hmm. <laughs> with me um so i recommend you book 30 minutes in advance <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, so quick that's such short notice right i get i mean no i mean like uh if you want me to show up at seven tell me six thirty. yeah no i know i know oh, what yeah, you mean right. okay, yeah okay. exactly yeah, no yeah. it's like oh god um like what's the latest that you'll answer a call you know uh as long as i hear the phone i'll answer that call. really but like well, what if it's midnight will you turn up at like 1 a.m like, yeah yeah i've i've jumped right out of bed and you know gotten ready and headed out to do shows um i have girls that will do the same thing you know um oh. i got a call yesterday guy wanted the girl there within one hour Ugh. of when he called and i had her there within one hour that's amazing that she was ready that quickly too and also traveled and she, you, SoCal. you've seen her you saw her um, oh yeah yeah she was on the the video the anthony padilla video oh okay she was the blonde oh zara zara yep oh yeah she's a hustler she is yeah yeah i know her by extension Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, last night, like, I got a call from one of my regulars, and, like, he's the kind of regular that I know would be, like, willing to, like, just, well, I mean, like, lowest end, he would, like, pay me, like, 800 to show up. And then, like, you know, depending on how late I stayed, like, you know, a thousand or plus. And, like, I know that he's good for it, but I was like, I'm not fucking leaving my house right now like I'm way too like there's a point where I'm just like sleepy and I don't want to do it and like wow. I, I yeah I'm that person <laughs> damn that's that's cool I All mean right. I don't know it's like I would have jumped right on that <laughs> you want to know something cool tell me so this is one time this guy was like super horny it's a weird way to start a story but no that's fine go for uh, it I mean it's, that's like so many stories right right and this customer was super horny yeah probably like on blow and everything else uh huh and um per use right yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he fucking calls up like like a day or two in advance from when he wants the strippers mm-hmm. and you know right then he's like yeah you know this is what i want you know and he's uh-huh. like, yeah, i want two of them you know what i'm saying and i want them there for two hours and <laughs> all this shit you know uh-huh. i was like all right and i added it all up i don't uh-huh. remember exact details but uh-huh. i know i did get a thousand dollars up front sent uh-huh. to my paypal i sent it as a friend slash family yeah so it was non-business transaction yeah by the way i did not fuck the guy over uh-huh. but this is what happened um so he he ends up uh, he ends up having to cancel, mm-hmm. and um, you know he said he was going to reschedule, and I kept the fucking thousand bucks, and yeah, he yeah. never called ever again. It was so cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, that was so awesome. <laughs> you know? I know that was pretty random. No, but, no, like, I mean it it's also like made me think about y- that when you, you know said, sometimes people like I found like they get off on just talking about it, you know like the whole like especially with camming like so much of it was like you know a a guy would just want to voice it to somebody who was like listening and being like and then what you know like (laughs) just like having yeah just having somebody on the other line and so they were like willing to like you know pay for that experience and like literally just get off on that yeah absolutely (laughs) there's uh some people i like to try to call around for free and do that too Mm -hmm. like two weeks ago i was or no no this is probably like march 14th right around then before Mm -hmm. the shutdown of lock you know the lockdown 
And there was this guy, he was ordering, um, or he was acting like he was going to order a male stripper. Uh-huh. And I was fucking busy. I was like running in the house. I had no time. I had to go to Palm Springs and I had to go to LA and then San Diego. Uh-huh. And I have no time to fuck around, man. Yeah. And this motherfucker calls me. He's like moaning and shit while he's talking to me, you know? And he's like, oh yeah, I was a black girl and I want her big old fat titties. And, and he's like, like, he had to have been jacking off. You yeah, know? for sure. And I'm like thinking my godfather's voice is in my head because i used to ignore those phone calls in the middle yeah, of the night yeah. and stuff and he's the reason why i would answer him because he made me realize where i came from and how i should be, you know be, be ready to make that money at any time you know really and, and um and I, I always he always plays in my head when i think about that you know what i mean huh. like, okay. the, like he reminds me of like when i slept in my car and stuff you know and that, so that stuff starts triggering me you know what i mean mm-hmm. and um and uh, so i'm like okay this could be a real customer because there were sometimes I'd be like, okay, yeah, whatever, and I'd hang up, and he'd, mm-hmm. and he'd freak out on me. He's like, you don't know if that's a real customer. They could just be fucking weird. You know? <laughs> and uh, that's kind of how he sounds, too. He's got this, like, raspy voice. <laughs> you know? I mean, like, that's, uh, God, it's like half, sometimes it's true, but, like, a lot of times I'm just like, I'm not even going to waste my time on this. No, I, I, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. And, you know, we, we're humans. We go up and down. So yeah, this is one sure. of the days where I gave a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of days where, like, yeah, like you like, said I'm about the other night. I'm not always going to give a fuck, yeah, but today. Give a fuck. Yeah, I've been yeah. there too, you know. Yeah, like totally. Like a human, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I ignore those voices, but, you know, sometimes <laughs> those voices come and I can't ignore them, you know. Yeah, totally. But um, I get it. Yeah, and, and I, like, lost it on this guy. And I'm usually pretty cool, you know. Um, and I was just like, you motherfucking cocksucker. I was so mad. Mm-hmm. I was like, you just fucking wasted my 20 minutes. I'm sweating, like, I'm sweating so much because I'm... I have a million things on my mind. I'm trying to stretch on that thing. Yeah. And, you know, I'm trying to get ready. And I got these shows. I'm trying to pack food so I don't starve. And yeah. this asshole wants to call and waste like 20 minutes. And he's, I'm like, are you jacking off, bro? I remember I said that. And he's like, oh, maybe. I'm oh, like, maybe. Yeah, I'm like, you fucking weirdo. I'm like, I'll fucking kill you, motherfucker. You fucking waste my time like that. What the fuck's wrong with you, bro? Yeah. You know, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, fuck you, man. I hung up. I was like, oh, I, was like, I, I uh, blocked his number you know right after yeah but um but I, I you know like to add on that like i have been in those moments where the phone rings in the middle of the night and and he does like not i'll be real you know he does mm-hmm. kind of pop in my head i'm like fuck that i ain't answering mm-hmm. that phone but um but there are times where i remember what living in the car and those rough times and you know I and, then you. I, and then i grab that phone because of that you know I but, get it. Um, I mean, it's like... I'm, hopefully I, one day I don't even remember those times. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. I mean, I, like, I grew up really poor, too, so, like, I totally feel that, you know, like, the the need for money and to, like, make a certain amount of money. And, like, right now, like, just not being able to work, even though I do have, like, other forms of income coming in, it's still, like, not the same. Like, yeah. I, I'm, like, taking a huge pay cut. And so it's, like, I may be financially secure and I have savings and I'm fine, but like my poor kid brain is like, do whatever it takes, like make as much money as you can. Like, yes, yes, yes. Like screaming in my ear, like. Yeah. Ah! That's how I end up hurting my back. Yeah. Is, I'll, is I, I'll be fine. Like I'll be like, I I know I'll be fine. But then the hustler in me is like, gotta go, gotta yeah, make that exactly. bread. Yeah, gotta make the bread. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have like a kind of silly question, I guess. Okay. It's like, are there male stripper meme pages? <laughs> You know what? I'm not sure. Really? Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of crazy. Like, okay, within the female stripper community, there's, like, so many meme pages. And also, like, within the broader sex work community, there's, like, 
there's a page for everything like from really bad like sd like online accounts to like just talking about being a stripper to like full service sex worker like i i've seen memes um like joking ones like be like a fat stripper a midget stripper you know something like that but but that's like not even like the thing about like the memes is like that a lot of them that i'm talking about are like super nuanced and they're like written by people in the industries Mm. yeah no no i wouldn't say it's interesting but i mean also like the male stripping community is pretty small right we're much smaller niche yeah like how many can you estimate in la or in california even um you know i know personally probably a good 40 of them yeah but no maybe like 30 around 30 to 40 but um i'm close with probably about 15 of them mm-hmm. and um i would estimate that there's a few hundred in uh-huh. california wow versus um how many female strippers in california oh god few, in the thousands thousands, thousands for yeah, sure definitely yeah um <laughs> i wouldn't imagine the, uh there being too many thousands of male strippers actually out there yeah i wonder if there are even like a thousand male strippers across the world i mean there are probably oh, at least the world. a thousand yes i have connections in other countries yeah and they do exactly what i do yeah. but in other countries and it's really cool because i was supposed to fly to amsterdam mm-hmm. uh this month to go perform out there with uh, a company that does exactly what you know i'm doing out here yeah and it's quite interesting because they actually have more like workshops out there to do so they play um like sushi games where they'll eat sushi off of the stripper what and, yeah then they'll like uh like draw them like the like paint pictures and stuff oh and it's really it's really awesome you so know? it's like it's a like, little bit more creative yeah absolutely creative is uh is a, that's the perfect word for it uh-huh yeah, oh definitely. that's fun um and i was really uh interested and going over there and learning some of that stuff and bringing it back to the states yeah so that you know i could introduce this to you know to the u.s um i'm not sure if it was done prior in the u.s maybe back in the 80s or something but you know they look like some really cool workshops you know yeah. the strippers come bake cookies with you and oh my god that's so cute yeah yeah that actually sounds like really hot too because it's yeah. like you know women love men who can cook and things like that you yeah. know like so performing those tasks like would be pretty hot (laughs) yeah absolutely that's so great i mean i love how creative you can kind of get with it because you're like taking it into domestic spaces and like people's private you know homes and all of that yeah well just with this virtual i wanted to get a little more creative yeah so i bought a kid's pool Mm -hmm. and then uh, i got like (laughs) strawberries and whipped cream and oh my gosh i was over here squirting whipped cream on my nipple and (laughs) i'm like come on get over here girl you know hold the camera or the phone at the time and Uh i get that and she like stick her tongue out and i wipe it with my hand i get in like damn girl you took the whole thing (laughs) you know and just like role playing with it yeah I, i got in the you know in the little kid's tub and i'm like with the scrunchie and I'm like you know bubbles everywhere like, <laughs> putting on me and like pretty Ricky's playing <laughs> hell know? yeah yeah wow I mean that's like it's it sounds like it's like so creative comparatively yeah I mean you gotta be you know you gotta really think outside the box because there's not too much that really a dude can offer you know um, you think well I mean I mean it's just different sh- in, in a lot of ways and you personally like have um, a lot of boundaries over what you're willing to do like you kind of you don't do what some other male dancers that I've talked to do like you know like I've heard people you know getting like 
actually having sex with clients like in a session and stuff like you know because like maybe the crowd is like fuck her fuck her you know like that situation but like you like from what I've heard from your other interviews you kind of like you lay a a line down and you're like okay like I'm gonna be here professionally do this show and then like maybe we can meet up after you know like but in this environment where I'm getting paid and this is my hour like I'm here to work right wow you really did listen oh yeah (laughs) I did listen (laughs) sweet well Uh, well, how did you decide that and how did you like you know come upon your own boundaries were there times where you like you know where you didn't have those boundaries and they kind of developed from learning or like yeah yeah absolutely so um I've been in some some sticky situations um Mm -hmm. especially like in the beginning and stuff like uh there was like a time that I didn't talk about that wasn't really popping to mind um but it was one of the turning points in my you know career uh, when I really was like laying down that line, um, I was in a hotel. Uh, it was I think it was the W, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like a bunch of like Asian women, and uh, I was dancing for them. And uh, there was one friend. They were like, "Yeah, she hasn't got it in so long and stuff." And like I started making out with her, and I was getting really turned on. And then like I got hard, and then they were like, "Yeah, fuck, um, fuck, fuck him." And then mm-hmm. they were like, "Yeah, yeah, fuck her, fuck her." Mm-hmm. So she like just like starts blowing me in front of her friends and everything and i was just like oh my god you know and i was pretty new into this still you know Uh and then um like we had sex like in front of her friends and everything and then like after i left i like i know like i just noticed things were like different it wasn't like a regular show like i wasn't about to ask them for a review or anything like that yeah i mean and then i just thought about like what could have like to you know happened you know like yeah. it could have like took a turn at any point so like i didn't like i left that out on the other one and i left it out with a lot of the the things because i didn't want the kids to hear this yeah you know and i like have a lot of kids that look up to me totally so i like try to leave that stuff out but you know there has been like that has happened but i mean know? that's real though it's like you know you get into these circumstances and you know like you're posed with like decisions that you didn't even like really game plan you yeah, know like yeah. you're never quite like you know thinking like yeah. oh like this is gonna go this way <laughs> yeah yeah and you don't just plan for like oh yeah let's do that later like yeah it's not gonna happen yeah you know? totally yeah. i mean like you create these barriers from like having to like you know having them where you come up against them you're like oh like what happens if i go here and then you like have that feeling like i don't know if like this is what i'm gonna continue doing <laughs> right right yeah and um, that's basically what I like went through in that in that position. And how did you feel like whenever you know you I were felt like a champ? At really? That point. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. At that point, I felt like a champ. And then I called J Rock, uh, Jacob. Yeah. And he was super turned up about it. He was like, "Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, bro." Yeah. And then like <laughs> after like it all like calmed down a little bit and stuff, I went like to myself and I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. Mm. I want to be the one guy that doesn't. You know what I'm saying? I want to be the one guy that, like, lays down the line. The one guy that, like, has his rules. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I want to be that guy. You know, because there really isn't that guy out there. Not in this industry. You know what I'm no, saying? No. Like, most guys are going to take advantage of any situation that they can get themselves into. Yeah. And I like to pride myself on being the opposite. So, I'm sorry that I left that piece of information out in other interviews. But I'm not perfect, you know? like Nobody's perfect, and to be honest, I think about it all the time when I see, really? like, someone and I'm like, man, I could, like, totally, like, take advantage of the situation, have sex with this girl right now, mm-hmm. while she, I can see that she's into it, 
but I mean, like that's like the lime of the light, you know, we're there, we're in the moment, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I'm working. Yeah. You know, and I stride on being that professional mm-hmm. person that doesn't do that. So I can't be a hypocrite. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it is harder also because like you run the show, like you run your company and and you're you're the face of it. And so like, you know, the the culture starts from the top. Yes. That's, that's a big part of it too. I should have said that, you know, like sometimes you think of, you point out small details and you forget the big ones. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's a huge one. I'm I'm supposed to be the leader, Yeah. you know, like I'm the Billy Rock group leader, you know, so I'm supposed to set a better example. You know what I mean? No, I mean, and it's really hard because, you know, like it may be something that like you as an individual like might be comfortable with, but like then you as a leader of your company and like, you know, you need to kind of set down some boundaries that, you know, that may be more flexible at times for yourself, but like because you don't want to create a culture where people feel like they have to do those things or where they have to cross lines or do more, you know, like, and if somebody at the top is doing it, then, you know, like that trickles down. Yes. So it kind of makes sense. You have to hold yourself to a higher standard. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, it sets a good example too. So if somebody wants to do what they're going to do, they're going to do it. But if they have that question in their mind, kind of like what you just went on, they're going to be like, they're going to second, you know, second guess it. They're going to be like, well, you know, he doesn't do that. So Mm -hmm. is this right? Whereas if, you know, Jacob's running it and, you know, he, I mean, I love the guy. I'm just using him as an example. He's my boy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He's going to, um, you know, he's going to be, you know, he's going to be doing that and then it's going to make it okay. But, um, I mean, as long as it's consented by everyone, I don't care what you guys do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just don't like get yourselves into anything crazy, yeah. you know, but, um, I mean, as long as you're a grown adult and you know, you're feeling it at the moment, that's cool. But I just feel like as the leader, you should not do that. You know what I'm saying? You got to yeah. keep that, that professional hand on it. You know what I mean? Just like, just like you mentioned, you know, that, you you nailed it right on the head. Yeah, it's totally different. I mean, you know, where you are. Um, so, you have an, another interview said that you do you differ with Jacob in that you do not consider yourself to be a sex worker. Yes, I don't. And um, who told you that? I watched your interviews. <laughs> okay, yeah, I I I can't believe I even said that in there. I I don't remember saying that. Which one did I say that in? Um, uh, it was. I think Andrew or something. Andrew Hills? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you said that, and I think that that's unique in a stance, like, but, I, you know, like, for me, um, I accept, like, I am a sex worker, but, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm not going to force any sex worker or any person in, like, adult industries to, like, claim a title that they don't want, because, like, the world is fucking already doing that for right. us, right? You yeah, know? He, so. went, he was interviewed by Jubilee Media, yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm sure you guys probably talked about that, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they asked everyone if they felt like they were a sex worker, and mm-hmm. it was—I uh, think the majority said yes, uh, but there was a few that said no. And then um, right away, like it came to mind, I didn't second guess it. Like I, I, I said no because I don't perform sexual acts for money. Mm-hmm. And that's what—that's what I. That's in my head. That's my—I don't know if you want to call it biased opinion or yeah. how you want to categorize it, but mm-hmm. I mean that's just how I've always thought of myself, and I have no nothing against anyone that does yeah you know what i mean um let's be honest if i uh had a sugar mama it'd probably be a different story and i'd be claiming (laughs) a different different thing but i've never Mm -hmm. had that you know yeah well i mean i think everybody is allowed to take their own stance on this and all um i mean i think even so like 
I have recently even had thoughts about it, like just because I started writing erotica for this German um, publishing company and they were asking like, oh, you consider yourself to be a sex worker. And because, you know, the rules and the the like context of sexuality within German culture is regarded like completely differently. Like strippers are a normal part of parties. Um, and it's like people just kind of throw around the moniker like it's just, you know, like, you know, Selena the Clown or <laughs> whatever. Um, so it's like a different thing. And sex isn't taboo in the same way. And like there's also like, you know, full service sex work is much more acceptable. Yes, yes, absolutely. My European counterparts, um, they talk about it freely, you mm -hmm. know, like they are definitely sex workers, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where I'm going to go visit. And mm -hmm. I don't know what kind of work they have lined up for me, yeah. but uh, they said I'm going to have a good time out there. So um, I'm not, I, I have no idea, you know, how far they get yeah. or what they do. But um, I do know it's more open over there. Yeah. And um, they don't tip though, which is interesting. They just um, pay up front. They just pay up There's front. There's just no tipping culture. It's not a tipping culture. Exactly. And, um, that's a whole nother story on its own, but that goes yeah. to show you like how, um, corporations in America can, you know, really twist things, you know, where they, yeah. they pay us so little that we have to get tips to make money. They, they get paid enough over there to where they don't need to get tipped. That's, yeah, exactly. that's the part is everything is more fair, their healthcare system and everything else. But like I said, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother No, totally. Topic. I mean, it's like the cross-culturally, like there are so many differences. And I mean, like for me, um, they asked me like, cause I was like, okay, well, sex work is like the broader umbrella term. And it refers to like everybody from like cameras and porn creators, cuddlers, um, escorts, street based sex workers, strippers, and everybody. But like, it's the broader umbrella term, but everybody has like a different profession that involves all kinds of different work, but it's like generally you're providing intimate services for people, right. like something that is like sexual, whether it, it could even be like photos, you know, like if you're like providing erotic photography stuff, like right. that could fall into the category. Right. And see that, that's where I, uh, where I don't is I don't do the, the videos and the photos, mm -hmm. um, the, the nude stuff. Yeah. I've, I've sold striptease videos where it was like, where it got down to a thong, but mm -hmm. I did like a storyline. This is just recently. I've yeah. been trying to come up with new ways to make money. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, like, like I, I haven't done that. And that's why I throw myself in that, in that, in that category. Of yeah. Not, I don't know if I'm right, you know? Yeah. I could be wrong, but um, that's just how I, I see it. Yeah. Know? Well, I mean, I like just... I said, I'm very open and I, I very accept everyone. I'm, totally. You know, no, like, I'm not... I, I, I like your thing that, that you have going on. Thanks. Um, my, uh, word bank um, sometimes it, it's got a short term memory so what is it what, how do you identify again oh um, your, your sexuality oh uh, a poly a polyamorous poly person polyamorous yeah okay yeah like I think that's really cool mm -hmm. you know and it's quite interesting mm -hmm. and um, like I don't think even Jacob knew that about you mm -hmm. because he would have told me and um, it is an interesting question that I had for you, you mm. know, and, 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 you know, I learned from you today, mm -hmm. you know, and I, th I, I, I can totally see that because I've been in points in my life before where I felt like I love, like could love different people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like you like so much about one person and then you can like so much about another person and you can just feel love for them equally. Yeah. You know? Like I, I get that. You know, I'm not saying I would ever do it. I don't uh -huh. know. I, mean, I wouldn't yeah. be closed minded to it, bit, sure. but, um, but I could see where, where that comes about. Totally. I mean, like for me, I kind of, you know, pose it in the way like, 
You know, people can have multiple children and love their children. It's not like, yeah. oh, I had another kid, so I can't love the first one as much. It's like... Right. It's a good analogy. You you love, you know? Like, people are able to love people. Yeah. Absolutely. So, that's my, my take on it. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah. So, it's, a, you know, a little renegade, but... Um, but I think it's also becoming renegade, like, renegade, renegade, renegade. But it's like kind of becoming more of the cultural norm in some ways. Like I think, I think especially within like the kind of like queer community, like it's much, it's almost hard to find people who are monogamous nowadays. Yes, my uh, doctor, a little off topic, but he's gay. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like terminally ill, so I don't get to see him anymore. But uh, his boyfriend, um, you know, he'll pick up Viagra's from me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll provide him with some. You know, uh-huh. and. Um, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, I provide him with some some Viagra, and um, he openly talks about how he you know goes ham on his little um, boy toys that he's got. Yeah, you know? exactly word for word what he calls them. You know? Yeah, and I mean it's also. I, w- like- I mean, I would assume he goes ham. You know, he looks like kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's also like you know. Um, it's hard whenever your partner is terminally ill or has like some kind of like long-term illness. Um, and that's, I hear a lot of couples like open up as part of that. Just, you know, like there's a point where, you know, you care about your partner maybe as like the ill person and you don't want them to just, you know, shut down their life because your life is taking a turn, you know? And it's like, you start like you care in a different way. And relationships are so complicated, you know, like what you expect from each other and what you bring to the table and, you know, how you give and how you receive. So, yeah, I agree. Everything changes with time. And that's what I think. I mean, there's like the my biggest problem with a lot of relationships, at least hetero relationships, is that there's like this default setting, you know, like you assume, okay, we get together and now you stop talking to everybody who's like a woman or you stop looking at people and you you know, are completely focused on me and we're going to be only together until we fucking die. Yeah, that wasn't the way that humans were designed. No. I mean, you know, people people are definitely... But we we developed that. that, you know. We did. We did for, you know, securing paternity, for securing property, for, yeah. you know, for all of those things, for certain societal status and titles. Yeah. We figured, we you know, made it this way. But it has not been like this forever. I agree. That's crazy. You know, you go to think about all that, like, pre-Bible, you know, caveman, like the real caveman. You know? <laughs> OG like, caveman. <laughs> yeah, like, what, what you know, um, what were they doing? They were spreading their seed, you know? It was like, Yeah, was I mean, common. there's even, I mean, like, a thing that's, like, um, you know, of the people that reproduce, like, 40% of men reproduce with, like, 70% of women. Which not, like, not to say that there, you know, like, there is, like, that whole, um, like, genetic kind of conundrum about that thing, but, like, not necessarily. It's, like, women are able to, like, be a little bit more choosy, and they choose about 40% of the male population, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway. Poor 60%. <laughs> Go hit the gym, playa. <laughs> I mean, it's it's come, not even come, that, come, you come know. Come get in this other 40%. <laughs> right? I mean, you know, not everybody needs to reproduce, you know, but I mean, you yeah. can still, you can still be fucking and not reproducing. Hey. <laughs> hey. What up? <laughs> what up? What's your greatest challenge as a male stripper? Um, greatest challenge. I would say, uh, I hope this 
relates in your the way you're asking the question um probably be with with laura what i went through yeah so for context um, laura was like one of your great loves yes yes laura was um was my great love um we were just talking about we actually reconnected um told her i wouldn't tell anyone (laughs) sorry yo cats out the bag you know what i'm saying (laughs) you with you with homeboy now (laughs) but um yeah but yeah like i i feel like that's the the big challenge Uh, so for your context you had been with laura for a while and you were very dedicated to her you were like thinking like i could spend my life with this woman right i wanted to marry her kids Mm -hmm. you know that's the way i was thinking but you kind of came up against her family she comes from a, a traditional egyptian um christian home and they were one not keen on you being not egyptian and secondarily they found out that you were a male stripper yep. and then that really you know cut yep. things Passing off on the cake yeah wow you have a great memory so you had to deal with that and i mean it's so hard whenever you know like these are situations beyond you and beyond even her like to get that stamp of family approval yes yep and um just being in this industry alone, you know, is tough. Yeah. It's tough to break that barrier with the person because I've also lost um, Destiny. That was a, another love of my life prior mm-hmm. to Laura. Mm-hmm. And uh, I chose, though. I chose dancing over her. Yeah. And I, I was so fresh into it. And um, I didn't have my company yet. Mm-hmm. I could have easily left and stuff. But I didn't see myself working in a warehouse with with her like that's what she was proposing was uh-huh. me to get a job with her making like I think it was like 15 bucks an hour or whatever at the warehouse at the time and it's I wasn't grueling work that, you know it's grueling work to like do that whenever you know or go back to the construction and yeah it's I like mean, you have like this job that gives you freedom and fun and you know all kinds one time, of the one thing you can't get back is time exactly and like time to like do this but also be yourself and pursue things that make you grow beautiful so it's like and you just don't get that in a lot of industries you don't like so few industries very few (laughs) and uh you know it's funny if you go on a social media platform and you post something about getting a job like it was funny because all this shit happened and i started delivering for amazon for like three days Mm -hmm. but you know i was doing it you know yeah and um like shitty experience you know in the rain i slipped fell and i was doing as an independent contractor and that's right around the time i had re-injured my back you know recently and uh like i said for the most part it's usually really strong and stuff but it just i go through these little spells and it was one of those times this is life absolutely life um but yeah it was like you know i I went right back to to like you know the grind like i'm not afraid to get my hands dirty you know what i mean and uh as soon as i post on facebook or yeah i think it was facebook or instagram there's so many congratulations text message uh text messages and stuff and like oh i'm so proud of you and all this and it's like where where do you guys where are you guys at when when i'm running my own business yeah you literally have your own business and that with employees and like it's crazy yes and, and and that goes like with everyone i notice i start talking to my godfather about it who has more wisdom more life experience yeah. than me someone i get a lot of my information from yeah. and you know he you know took the time to explain to me like that is fucking people in general they're like they hate on it man that people get their freedom mm-hmm. you know they're like the misery loves company is you know to shorten it put it nice and short and sweet for you yeah you know? they just and that's know. sad 
Yeah, they don't Sad. they don't take your profession as like a profession or you know, the business as a business. It's like somehow set off as like separate. Right. Even though you're using all the skills that everybody else is using, all the tools and like providing money and doing all of the other stuff. It's just somehow in people's mind they have this block. Yep. My uh my grandfather like we would even say at like family parties like oh yeah as soon as you know my grandson gets a real job he'll get himself a, a real woman or something like that like what? such a smart ass comment you know meanwhile oh he's all God. broken down like i might have my back issue but you see my grandpa you know like yeah you know he's fucked up from working that regular job and not working out and shit and just being the average person you know yeah and shout out right now to fucking amazon being super shitty and like doing all kinds of stuff like scandalous yo yeah like trying to keep people from unionizing like trying to go out of their ways to like union bust all of these people who are literally just trying to like have enough to live and have proper health care like having to work through covid and stuff like they're really up to some really bad shit right now super give you that extra two dollars an hour and that's it yeah exactly like nothing else and you know just to add on to that like that route i was telling you about when i had that shitty day Mm -hmm. i remember they normally would pay 54 dollars, and it's a like a three-hour route Mm -hmm. plus in uh 30 minutes to get there from my house to the station 30 minutes to get back and if you don't make all the package deliveries because you know they're just a bunch of different factors that play in like mm-hmm. uh the place could be especially during covid time they're like offices are closed mm-hmm. like mail rooms are hard to get into yeah you know people don't want to answer their door um you know and you're supposed to take pictures of these packages and everything else so yeah you end up having to go back to the to the warehouse and drop off the packages after it ended up being it was like a five hour six hour gig and um it was 54 originally, but I waited for it to climb up to a 78, which I had to jump out of my car, out of my house and run to the car to go make it in time for that. Otherwise mm-hmm. I would have lost the block. Yeah. And, um, uh, I got $8 in toll road fees and, um, I had my, my transponder on to three or more people in my vehicle, which, mm-hmm. okay, that's not the best thing to do, but Hey, you know, I'm fucking, you know, going COVID, I don't know where I'm going to get my money, you know, yeah, like, totally. you know, I'm trying to do what I got to do. So it would probably have been about 20 bucks if I didn't have that set on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would have been even more if I didn't have a fast track account and the app took me on this road, right? Didn't tell me I needed fast track or anything. Just took me right on the fucking road <sighs> and, uh, the shitty ass delivery in the rain and everything else. And mm-hmm. I messaged them and I just said, Hey, can I please get my, um, uh, here's, I gave them screenshots. I highlighted it with Photoshop and everything. Can I please just get my, uh, my, my refund for my uh my toll f- my toll fee yeah they said uh this probably is like a stock letter it didn't even take time to give send me anything personal it was about how we're responsible as independent contractors we're responsible for our own gas mileage um maintenance and uh toll road fees what the fuck and it's like i understand everything except for the toll road fee if you're going to take me on that road like yeah. give me a route that doesn't have that then you know and they don't give you the option well, i mean right like now. it's <sighs> So many levels. Jeez. <laughs> I'm like, God. I just, just like tap the microphone. Come on. Oh, I just want to <laughs> fight. I want to fight them. She's ready to beat somebody up. <laughs> Y'all should see right now. <laughs> so fucked up, you guys. She got that She got that fury in her eye. Burning like I just, 130. I just hate whenever, you know, people are like, employees taken are taken of. advantage of and oh, just, yeah. you know, just not cool. treated poorly. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. I can't keep the ladies off of me. I simply can't seem to get away from women. I walk down the street. Women hoot and holler. They call me big boy. 
Ask me how my big dick is, how much it would cost to get a peek. My ass gets pinched and spanked. No respect. I feel like an object. If this scenario is interesting to you, please call me, Man Objectifier for 2069. I will make you feel like the piece of meat you are, big boy. Anyway, on that note, we got to wrap up this episode. Where can we find you on social media? Uh, so you can find me uh, at Billy Rock Entertainment. That's uh, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Uh, pretty uh, doing pretty well on that one. So follow me. <laughs> Got some cool videos. And um, also at Billy Rock Entertainment. Billy Rock Entertainment as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Twitter Billy Rock underscore ENT. Uh, then you got YouTube. Just search Billy Rock Entertainment. It's one that's got the most subscribers on there. Got uh, some vlogs on there. Really cool. You can check out the lifestyle of a male stripper uh, prior to COVID. And uh, I'm going to start making some vlogs um, with COVID, too. It's just, you know, you got to understand we're all going through emotional shit. And sometimes we don't want to post right now. But God, I'm climbing right. out of it. <laughs> no, I feel um, like, Yeah, that's totally reasonable. And you can find me anywhere. I'm bil- pretty much just always going to be Billy Rock Entertainment, except for Snapchat. It's Dougie Freshness 2. How do you spell that? D-O-U-G-I-E Fresh F-R-E-S-H-N-E-S 2. One S? One S. Gotcha. Good thing we went over that. I'm glad we did. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, I'm Selena the Stripper. You can follow me on Instagram at Pretty Boy Girl. You can support this Patreon at The Real Pretty Boy Girl. You can follow this IG account at Ho in the Know. And um, please like, subscribe, comment, share with your friends, play it in your shop, do everything for me. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, have a great Show one, guys. Some love, you guys. Yes, please. Anyway, have a good one, guys. Bye. More money, I want your money, I want more money